0: Welcome to the ninth installment of How You Can Too with your boy, your host, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. Some of you may know that May in the past has been a very tough month for me because of the deaths of my mom and my grandfather that happened within the same calendar year. And now I'm really flipping that and I'm using May as a month of celebration and this episode is a dedication to my mom, the amazing Vicki Warwick. And in this episode, I dive deeply into the impact that she has had on my entire life and how my relationship with her from when I was young all the way until the day she died really dictates how I show up in the world today. I get really vulnerable and I share some stories that I haven't shared with anybody About the relationship with my mom and I. And I'm really humbled and honored to share this episode with you. It really means the world to me. Mom, I love you so much. And this episode's for you. Enjoy the show. I hope everyone had a phenomenal Mother's Day this past Sunday. As I alluded to in the last episode, May is a very special month to me because in May, is actually when I lost my grandfather and my mom. And I lost them in a span of 363 days, so within the same calendar year. And in the past, Mother's Day was such a dark and sad time for me because I would think about, really think about how my mom's not here and everything that she's missing in my life and how much I wish I could come to her with all of the things that I'm passionate about now with the mindset and my outlook on the world and really share that with her and in the previous four years it it was a time that really bothered me and I decided this year that I was going to use May as a time of celebration of uplift as a time where I really want to go out and share my gifts at the highest level and really celebrate my mom who passed away and also my grandfather. So with Mother's Day just passing, I wanted to take this episode and this opportunity to go much deeper into my mom's impact on my life and how her death has really shaped how I show up in the world today. Growing up, my mom was my rock. She did absolutely everything for my brother and I growing up. And at the time, while she was alive, my brother and I, especially me, didn't realize how much she sacrificed to make sure that my brother and I could thrive. And my mom, she was, she suffered from all the Western lifestyle diseases that we see today, obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease, a victim mindset. Really, all of these things that didn't allow her to have very high self-esteem. And she didn't see a lot available for herself in the future. And the way that she got a lot of her gratification was by giving for my brother and I and others. However, over time, this really had a profound impact on her health. And that's how she ended up getting a lot of these lifestyle diseases as time went on. And when I was young, I didn't really understand the severity of her illness and the severity of her victim mindset and how she would always try to give to other people and receive their validation as a means to really accept herself and acknowledge herself at a high level. And as I got older, and especially when I moved back from college after I graduated from Georgetown, I had this time for four years where I was all on my own. I was able to develop as a man, learn what it was to be an adult. However, when I came back home, you know, frankly my mom tried to baby me again like she had done all those years prior in my life. And as I was young, I really enjoyed it. Like I loved being spoiled. However, when I got older and I came back home to live with her, I realized that I didn't want to be babied in that way anymore. And I even saw it in my mind that my mom was trying to stunt my growth, where in hindsight, I can really look back and I can see that it was all as a means to provide because that's what moms do. They provide and the way my mom get the utmost joy was to be able to really provide for me at a high level and because I didn't let her provide for me in that way anymore it really hurt her and it caused a it really threw a big wrench into our relationship because the way that I experienced her from that point on was as an annoyance if I was If I'm 22 years old, 23 years old, and I want to go out, and I didn't feel like telling her, I thought there was no harm in that. Whereas, she would be worried to death because I'm still her baby. So, we had all of these disagreements and these arguments, and we got into like some nasty verbal fights. Like, nasty, nasty verbal fights. And it would lead to me and her not talking for days, even weeks at a time. And then, you know, eventually, I would, you know, get my head to, get my head right, get my act together, I would apologize, and then we'd come from a clean slate, and then the cycle would start all over again. And I remember, fast forward, being next to her on her deathbed as she was in the hospital. As I shared in the very first episode, my mom, because she was overweight, got gastric bypass surgery at one point in her life earlier. And she did end up losing a lot of weight. However, she was really self-conscious of all this extra skin that she had. And in her mind, if she got rid of the extra skin, she'd be more confident in herself and she would love herself more. So she went to several doctors trying to get uh, plastic surgery done to remove the skin. Yet every doctor that she went to would say, Vicky, you're, you're not a healthy enough candidate to have this type of surgery. You're not healthy enough to be put under anesthesia. And your body's not healthy enough to recover from all of the stress that's gonna be placed on your body by cutting and sewing all parts of your body back up. However, my mom wasn't taking no for an answer. So she kept searching and she eventually found a doctor who essentially said that because she had a hernia the only way he could fix the hernia was by removing all of the extra skin around her stomach. So my mom got exactly what she wanted. Now she was explaining to me that she was getting ready to have this surgery and I was beside myself. Like that caused a whole nother argument. And I remember like vividly telling her like, look, you don't have to do that. There's so many other ways to go about it. I actually had just started my health journey Lost over 30 pounds myself, completely changed the way I ate and was feeling amazing. And I wanted my mom to take the same approach. However, I was trying to force it down her throat, like you have to eat like this, you have to exercise like this. If you don't do it my way, then you're doing it wrong. And clearly the way that I was giving this option to her wasn't in a way that was effective. She felt threatened she felt like she was being forced and because of that it didn't resonate so she didn't take any of my advice. And it's so interesting that the day before she wanted to, or that she was going in for her surgery, I was at her house, because I had moved out by this point. And I was at her house and she was telling me she was having second thoughts, that she was scared. And I was telling her like, hey, don't do it. You don't need to do it. There's so many more options we can do. You know, I'm here to help you. I'm here to serve you. And after a a back and forth conversation of like 15 minutes, she's like, no, I'm still going to go ahead and get it. And I was super upset. I started yelling at her. We got into a a huge argument. And unfortunately, that argument was the last conversation that I ever had with my mom. I was 25 years old at the time. I'm 31 now, so... It was you know roughly six years ago, but we're going on five on the anniversary but of her actual death. But that conversation was about five and a half years ago. And she went in for the surgery, got out of the surgery, called a couple of family members, didn't call me because you know we were in that argument. and she complained to some of our family members that she couldn't really breathe fast forward a little bit of time she had an episode while she was in the hospital that she literally couldn't breathe she lost air going to her brain the the staff at the hospital induced her into a coma and long story short she was in that coma for about 8-10 weeks and never came out of it and it's literally crushed me like I remember having all these thoughts when she was in the uh, intensive care unit at the special hospital and I just remember looking at her with a trachea helping her breathe her being like strapped in to her hospital bed and just thinking like where did I go wrong like how was it that I led to this happening to my mom and I remember there was one time during that 10-week span where I came to visit her and it was really the only time where I felt like her and I connected that she was actually there and I could feel that she was looking me in my eyes and she was actually there and not really completely out in that coma and it was at that time that I just apologized for everything that I had done in the last three, four years since I had graduated college and how I separated myself and how nasty I was to her and how I didn't allow her into my space. And, you know, after she passed away, and mind you, she did, I had the feeling that she could hear me. And, you know, as I was sitting there crying that she could like f- like feel me being there and that she did, you know, accept my apology. And it's just so crazy that after that moment, when I finally found out that, you know, she wasn't going to make it, she passed away. I carried such heavy guilt with me for, I mean, really the next like three, four years. I was coming into my own and my profession. And when she died, it was almost like a bad part of me died too that part of me that was so caught up on being right the part of me that was so caught up on having people do things my way and because of her death it really allowed me to take a step back and see how can i better myself so that this never happens to me or the people that i love again because i tell myself that i'm not the only person who has these tough arguments with a loved one because it's coming from a place of care and it's coming from a place of love. However, because family relationships are so unique, there can be times where if a person doesn't have the right training, they don't have the right skill set, it's so easy to get so like super upset with a family member or a close friend that that you might see sabotaging themselves where you might see the writing on the wall and they can't see it and you can't help but want them to change so much that it comes from a place of anger and resentment as opposed to a place of love. And that was my biggest lesson with my mom's death is that I was coming from this place of resentment. Like, how is it that I'm doing all of these things for myself and my health, yet my mom... The person who birthed me who's closest to me won't take my advice and it it really rocked my world and it really put me in this negative mindset where well it doesn't matter how many people I help in my career because I couldn't help my mom and I used to tell myself like yeah I helped this person lose 30 pounds or I helped this high school kid get a college football scholarship or I helped this professional athlete go from undrafted free agent to a starter in the NFL and I would just brush all of it to the side because I would say it doesn't matter that I helped all these people because I couldn't help my mom and I was in this perpetual state where I was always coming from a place of lack I was always coming from a place of resentment and I was always coming from a place of scarcity that you know it didn't matter what I did because I lost the person that i loved the most because i couldn't effectively communicate how to help her and ultimately i couldn't effectively meet her where she was at and it's so funny the reason why my company is called you can too is because i heard my mom say that she can't so many times i can't exercise i don't feel good i can't eat different i don't i can't i don't i can't afford it I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And instead of me finding small little steps to make, I would just get more and more and more tagged every time she said that she couldn't. And ultimately, that's how You Can not Do" was born. And it's so funny because, like I said, I would just look at any type of progress I made with somebody else as just like this way to try to slightly... Undo the burden that came when my mom passed away. And it wasn't until a little over two years ago, I had my first ayahuasca experience. It's a traditional plant medicine. And this first night, when I was sitting and I drank the medicine and I'm in ceremony, I started having all of these visions of my mom that I completely forgot about. All the memories started flooding back to my mind of how she was always there for me as a little kid, how she was always pouring any resource she had to make sure that I could make it to my baseball games, that I could go to that baseball camp, or that I can go do this activity with my friends or whatever it may be. Because at the time, my mom really couldn't afford that. And as a little kid, I had no idea what type of money my mom had coming in or didn't have coming in. I had no concept of what debt was. I had no concept of what income was because it wasn't something that was taught to me as a young person. And it's so funny because I completely forgot of all the things my mom did and the ways that she sacrificed to ensure that I could live a fulfilling and a thriving life. I was able to go on experiences with my other friends who, as a family, they had much more money than me, yet my mom really wanted me to be able to share in those experiences. So she was sacrificed to make it happen. And I just kept having all of these visions of how she helped me, how she supported me, the way she loves me unconditionally, was always there for me, would do anything for me. And I came to this realization that the reason why I love to help people so much comes from her. I don't truly try to help people because I'm trying to undo this burden of me feeling like I had a big part to do with her death. It was actually the gifts that I got from her that she instilled in me that showed me how important it was to give. Now the distinction and something that I hold true to today is that in order for me to truly give, I get to give from a full cup. And when my cup is running over, All that stuff that my cup is running over with, that's what I use to help others. Because my mom didn't take that type of approach. It didn't matter. She can be on E and have nothing to give and have no energy, yet she would still try to do for others. And I realized that wasn't effective. And that's something that I got to learn through her experience that I wouldn't have known otherwise if it wasn't for her. Another thing I learned, too, is like how important it is to really, really value health. Before my mom passed away, I just looked at health as this physical thing. If I'm able to lift a bunch of weight, if I'm able to have energy, if I'm able to do different tasks, like that means I'm healthy. Yet, looking back on my mom's situation, health is so much bigger than the physical side. It's the emotional side. It's the mental side. And it's the spiritual side. And I make up that because my mom wasn't filling up her own cup. That's why her mental health wasn't great. It's why her emotional health wasn't great. And why her spiritual health wasn't great. And it's almost like her death got to teach me how to really embody a holistic view of health. Because I see now through experimenting with myself that. The better I eat, the better I feel. And the better I feel, that really dictates how I show up in life. And because I started to get into this mindset of, okay, all these things are interconnected. I'm eating well, and now I think well. And because I think well, I feel well. And my actions all support that. And that's why I take this approach where it's so important to me, for every single person, to prioritize their physical emotional mental and spiritual health because to me that's what leads to a healthy and a fulfilling life and it's tough because another lesson that I learned from my mom's death is that there are only so many things that you can do to find validation to me, happiness and validation is an inside job. It gets to come from how you truly feel about yourself, what you're doing, your values, your goal, your mission, your vision. How all of that is connected is going to dictate how we decide to show up in life and how we feel about ourselves. What I feel like my mom was missing looking back is that she didn't have any internal motivation she didn't have any type of internal gratification because all of her success she felt came from the validation of others and looking back I get that I understand how she saw it that way and I think there's so many people who view life that way today They're looking for the validation of others. They're trying to meet other people's expectations. They're trying to look good to other people. They're trying to make other people happy, even if it's at the sacrifice and detriment of themselves. And something I want to challenge you to do is really reframe that and understand that you can only truly give to other people if you are fully giving to yourself. And when your cup is full, that is what's going to allow you to show up powerfully for other people. Something that my mom's death showed me also is how is really how messed up a lot of the medical system is. And it's something that I'm still working to let go of. However, I saw how the way that the system was set up is a big reason why my mom had the viewpoints that she did and why at least i make this up it's why she had bad health i'm gonna i'm gonna let you in on a couple of stories i remember i had to be 16 17 years old in high school old enough to drive and When I was younger, I remember there'd be so many times where the ambulance would come pick my mom up and take her to the hospital because of whatever episode she was going through at the time related to her diabetes and everything else. And there was a time at the age of 16 or 17 where my mom told me like, hey, I'm not feeling that well. Um, I'm going to have the ambulance come pick me up to go to the hospital. And I remember thinking in my head and looking at her like, I've seen you very sick before. You don't look that sick. And I, I just told him, like, hey mom, I can just take you to the hospital. Like, I'll just drive you there. Why do you need the ambulance to come? And she's like, No, no, like the ambulance is gonna come. I feel more comfortable that way And she called the ambulance. And mind you, every time like I lived in my neighborhood wasn't that big, but like all of like the apartments are like densely packed together. So imagine the ambulance comes into the neighborhood, all the sirens are super loud, all the lights are flickering going through the neighborhood, and then all the neighbors would come outside. My mom would be carried out on a stretcher, strapped into the to the stretcher, go into the ambulance, and, you know, sirens and loud noises, you know, make her exit out of the neighborhood. And I remember all of my neighbors would come out and be like, like, Danny, what's wrong with your mom? What's going on? Like, what's happening? Da, da, da. And I'd be so confused because I didn't know. And I really didn't feel like she was that sick at the time. And then she would spend a few days, maybe even a week in the hospital, and then she would come back home. I tell you this story because after my mom's death, and I haven't told anyone this, after my mom's death, I ended up getting a check from her insurance company and the money was money that was supposed to go to my mom because of the amount of time she spent in the hospital. It was almost like a kickback. And as I I delved deeper into that, I realized that my mom used to get paid by her insurance when she used to be in the hospital and when she stayed in the hospital overnight. And then I started putting all these things together and I realized like, holy shit, my mom would go in the ambulance and go to the hospital, be sick, stay there, because that's how she got money to support me, my brother, and herself. And I thought that was so crazy, yet it gave me so much clarity as to why my mom wanted to stay in that perpetual sick state. She literally got paid to do it. It was almost like a job to be sick, go to the hospital, and then get paid by the insurance company afterwards. And who once I learned that, like that really messed with me for, for years after her death, where it's like how long throughout her life was she doing that just so that she could support my brother, myself, and her. And it's crazy, and I really don't know the true answer to that, but it shows me that that's a major reason why she stayed in this sick state for so long. And I was most upset after she passed away because she was really making a lot of strides for the better. She was starting to swim every morning. She was starting to walk around the neighborhood. And I remember there was like when I went to college, like she was just sitting in a wheelchair all the time and just wheel herself around. Because she had neuropathy in her feet from her diabetes and she didn't feel good and she didn't think that she could walk. And over time, with the help of my uncle and other people, she started to rid herself of those things and live a more normal life. And, you know, before she passed away, she was really making some great strides. And I can only imagine how much would have turned around for her if she didn't go for that surgery and now the way that i think about that surgery is how much people are so they just have so many so many issues around body image and as a kid and even as an adult like i can still have those issues till today if i'm not mindful and aware and there's so many of us just in my experience of people i've spoken to and clients that i've worked with and just everyday life there's so many people Who do not love the way they look And because they don't love the way they look Everything that they do And all the actions they take Come from this place of lack Instead of a place of love and growth And what I would love for you to do Is to check in and see How many things do you do for your body Because it's coming from a place of lack Because you don't truly understand the gift that you are And that all of your focus is geared more towards the things that you don't have. Whether you don't have a six pack or you don't have the big broad shoulders, you don't have the nice biceps, you don't have the butt that you wanted your whole life, your hair doesn't look as great as you want it to look. Like check in and see where all these these places of lack show up in your life and see where that comes from. Like who was the first person that told you you weren't pretty enough, that you weren't handsome enough, that you weren't smart enough. Who was the first person that really critiqued the way you looked or the way that you showed up in life and it took away from you really accepting and loving yourself? I really want you to look back because I think everyone has some sort of trauma that at the very least subconsciously is running them and You know, I'm really grateful for my mom overall because her death allowed me to look at myself and the world in such a different frame. And now I truly understand that my mom is the reason why I am where I'm at today. Why I care so much about health, growth, longevity, people really believing in themselves, and people showing up doing all the things that they're passionate about. And a huge reason for my growth and how I keep on showing up powerfully is remembering all of the good and the bad things that I learned through my relationship with my mom and my mom's life overall. She was a huge giver for others. Yet, she was really a taker because she wasn't giving for herself. And now I make sure that anything that I do, I I make sure that my cup is completely overflowing and that i give from that place because if i'm not really giving from that spot from that energy then i'm really taking away from myself and i'm not properly serving those that i'm working with a second thing that i learned from my mom's death is how important it is to meet somebody where they're at now every client that i work with every relationship that i have any conversation i'm going into I make it my priority to meet that person where they are because if I'm just coming from where I think they quote unquote should be or where they ought to be at this point in their life, I'm doing a huge disservice to them and I'm not bringing them any type of value at all. And for everyone out there who has a family member that you love and that you may think isn't doing the right things for their health or for their life, I beg that you work as hard as you can to meet them where they're at. Step into their shoes, see where they're coming from, and tap in and see how can I come to this person that I love from a place of service and from a place of value. Because I tell myself that if I would've done that with my mom, maybe she would be alive today. Maybe she wouldn't, I don't know. Yet, I know there's so much more effectiveness When I meet somebody where they're at and it's tough when I realized that because I loved my mom so much and I just wanted to see her be healthy. I wasn't thinking about her and how I can meet her there. It was just a matter of like getting her to this other result. So she didn't keep going in the direction that she was going and it didn't work because the worst case scenario that I thought was going to happen to her did happen. And that was uh, an untimely young death. She died at sixty at uh, sixty years. She'd have been sixty six uh, this June seventeenth coming up. So I really, really beg that you know you meet these people where they're at. Whether it's your mom, your dad, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, son, daughter, cousin, grandparent, anybody, friend. Always meet that person where they're at and ask for permission to help. Because when you come from a place of force, it is never going to be effective. And overall, like I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful for the relationship that my mom and I had overall. And I feel her with me literally every single day, every moment of my life. Um, you know, I show up so powerfully now because I understand the gift that her bloodline is for me. And it's the reason why I love to give. It's the reason why I love people. It's the reason why I'm so passionate about health in the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual space. And I'm just so grateful that I had the mom that I had growing up. And, you know, I still get down at times when I think about the things she's going to miss or, like, not see me get married or not see her grandchildren face to face yet I know the way that I'm going to raise them and the way that I'm going to show up as a husband is greatly influenced by how my mom brought me up and mom I miss you every day I'm so grateful of all of the life lessons and anybody out there that gets any benefit from this episode or who's worked with me in the past or are currently working with me understand that my relationship with my mom is what enables me to show up in such a powerful way and to be here for you in a powerful way and it's the reason why I I do have the mentality that I have now where I really do believe in my own ability to achieve other people's ability to achieve and really carry belief as one of my core values because whether someone believes they can do something or they, or they don't believe that they can they're right as Henry Ford said and I'm paraphrasing but you, you get to believe in what you're capable of doing and creating in your life and any action that you're going to take begins with a thought and if that thought starts with a positive belief that you're able to create something you're going to go ahead and do it so mom I love you I thank you. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate all of the life lessons, the good, the bad, everything in between. And it is my duty to carry your legacy and for everyone to know how much of an impact you've had on me and you continue to have on me, my clients, my friends, and my loved ones to this day. Love you, mom. See you soon.